Hi, my name is Michelle Apples and I'm the owner of Miss Apples Matchmaking and I love what I do. I believe that the person you spend your life with will either be your greatest asset or your greatest liability. And my goal is to create an intentional and authentic experience while bringing the human element back into the dating scene. In this algorithmic world that we live in, we forget that people don't ever perfectly fit. We aren't a snap that goes away in 10 seconds. We aren't just someone you can swipe right or left on and you know everything about us. We are blood and water and air and we are all flawed. Tune in every Monday for a new episode of An Apple a Day where I will answer all of your questions. I will share some amazing testimonies. I will share some of my own humiliating dating stories and I will shed some wisdom from some great people that have really amazing relationships. I also interview just real people on their own dating journey. I really hope you enjoy the show. Welcome everyone back to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Michelle Apples, and I have a very special guest today. Candon is with me. Candon, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Hey, yeah, what's up? I'm super happy to be here. Um, my name is Candon. I am a purity coach and I am a creative artist and um, I am a proud single um, that represents for faith and for Christ and just for a higher degree of abundance in life for singles. Um, so I basically just help women to really live single, saved, and satisfied as they are developing and, you know, just trying to pursue their best life. So that's what I do in life. And I just have a strong, strong uh, affinity for the arts. So all the creative artists are my folks as well. We just, we marry it all together for some, for a beautiful result. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. I love creatives. I think that I just, there's just something about creatives and how their mind works. That's so fascinating to me, but I would just love to dive in because so many people listening probably is like, and honestly, I was telling someone like, oh yeah, I'm interviewing a purity coach tomorrow. And they're like, what is a purity coach? <laughs> so would love if you could just explain to us, like, what is a purity coach? What is it that exactly that you do? Yes, absolutely. So um, I know this term purity coach may be new and revolutionary. And I love it that way, right? A lot of people don't know, but their sexuality and their relationship sexually need to be managed, just like their money, <laughs> just like your career goals and choices, um, just like your schedule, uh, your budget, your, your kids, right? You manage all of that. So for me, I help people manage their sexuality and specifically their journey through abstinence in their singleness, because it can be very, very hard, right? And challenging to kind of know how to navigate that space as a faith-based woman. I love that. And so now when we go, we talk about purity. I feel like there's such a, like a negative connotation behind that word. Um, I know there's so much going around just about like purity culture and like how the church has really used purity culture and how it has had a lot of negative effects on people uh, walking in their singleness now. Did you have any experiences with like purity culture and the negative side of it? Or like, what is your kind of like, cause now you work with people who are trying to live a life of purity. What has their experience been with purity culture and how has that kind of negatively affected people? Yeah, that's a great question, Michelle. I feel like people's experience with the whole concept of purity 
started well before purity culture, the years that where they could understand purity culture. And what I mean by that is that most of our exposure to sex started when we were children. Whether we really think about it that much, it started when we were three, four, being exposed to sex or being told something about sex. Some people didn't have the experience of being raised in a faith-based setting, right? So they weren't utilized their sexual freedom. But for women of faith, a lot of times what they were told was, don't have sex, don't have sex, save it for your husband, uh, keep your legs closed, or you're some kind of harlot or Jezebel or loose person. Um, and sexuality was demonized through purity culture, coupled with the fact that they probably had a negative sexual experience in their childhood is really damaging to their views on sexuality. So then when you get to purity culture, it's like, okay, I have to keep myself, I have to keep myself. And guess what? A lot of people, don't can't do that because they don't know how so then they end up feeling condemned i personally had pretty positive experiences with purity because i grew up in a faith-based setting that taught me um not to have sex but they didn't necessarily demonize people who did and i think that that's healthy for people to see because sexuality is a part of who we naturally are. Uh, but I have seen the misuse and the mismanagement in mainstream when it comes to purity culture, um, which is not helpful to women of faith at all. Yeah, I love that you say that because yeah, we are sexual beings. And I think when we're just kind of told to shut that side of us down, well, now we don't know what to do with that or how to navigate that. And I know just like working as a matchmaker, I have had clients who are now divorced and who did it the right way the first time, waited till marriage to have sex and then went into marriage and had a really poor sexual experience in their marriage because of just how the church would perceive uh, sex and how they were just told sex is bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sex is bad. Well, now you all of a sudden, like that's been in your subconscious for so long and now all of a sudden you're getting in a marriage bed and you're expecting sex to be just this mind-blowing thing when your whole life you've been told sex is bad so I love that you're like approaching it in a different way do you mm -hmm. often come across like people that have had those similar experiences like that where they're really because I know for myself even when I came back to my faith it was just confusing like okay well I have had sex I do have a sexual past so now all of a sudden I have to go from like 100 go back to zero and also know how to manage all the feelings I'm feeling but nobody ever talks about it so mm. and I don't feel like I have a safe place to go to to answer questions or to actually have honest genuine conversations about it so yeah tell, tell me a little bit more about like how you really help people in this area yeah it can be very very confusing like you said to be a sexual person which the Lord created us to be by the way as Christians we do not get our sexuality all of a sudden when we find a partner or when we get married the lord gives it to us at birth right <laughs> we are sexual from the very beginning you can oftentimes seeing babies like groping themselves caressing their <laughs> it's like it's like a natural uh you know want to do that right so i think part of it michelle honestly is you being able to embrace the fact that you are sexual on purpose and sensual on purpose but that there is a allotted season which that is safest. That way you are not saying, hey, I have a sexual past, I'm condemned to hell, or I'm a terrible person, or I'm a harlot, or nobody's going to want me. Because one, your value is not really 
actually connected to your sexuality, right? I know we have these high value conversations and I love them. I love the fact that we're striving to be better. We're striving to be holistic, well people in our relationships. And I love that, right? I love that you go really hard for that, like the holistic woman, the holistic person in your matchmaking, right? But at the same time, I don't necessarily think that it benefits people when they think that their value is connected to their sexuality, it is problematic, right? Because that's just a part of who you are. It's not the totality of who you are. So for me, I approach it from a holistic woman. Likely there's been some sort of trauma, brokenness, uh, some sort of devaluing that has taken place. Sometimes it's molestation. Sometimes it's addiction to masturbation or pornography. And you're right. There are very few safe places where someone can go and say, hey, I had an STD. I mean, no one's going to put that on Instagram. <laughs> like last no. week, <laughs> like, you know, people don't kind of express that way because of condemnation and judgment. So now we need to have these spaces where there's not only a safe space, but there's directive given, strategy given from someone who actually has experienced what you've experienced. Because the honest to God truth is if you've never been addicted to drugs, it, it'll be really hard for you to teach someone how to get out of that addiction, right? Mm -hmm. For me as a single woman in my mid thirties, experiencing hormones and periods and dating and waiting every day with a degree in psychology, it's really kind of second nature. And I'm super passionate about just being able to create, not only create those safe spaces, but be able to guide you like, this is how you overcome masturbation. This is how you overcome pornography, because actually that's connected to sex trafficking. Let's just be honest, pornography is. Mm -hmm. So you have these larger issues that are hidden within these habits that we have that we don't even realize, or we have father issues or whatever, or we just are, we're never taught that like, hey, everyone shouldn't have access to your body. Like that's mm -hmm. that's going to be emotionally healthy for you to just be connecting with someone physically and then disconnecting and connecting and disconnecting. Mm -hmm. It does something to you over time. So this is what I do. I guide women through the process of like really getting rid of anything addictive or anything that hurt can hurt them emotionally or physically. Oh, I love that. I, I, I just love the work you do because I feel like it's so needed. And I feel like that, you know, people invest in every other area of their life. They invest in, you know, their fitness, they get a gym membership, they invest in, you know, they want to know about eating habits, they go see a nutritionist, they are sore in their body, they go get a massage, right? But barely ever do people really invest in their relationships in getting to know the whys of why they're doing what they're doing. And I don't think it's a healthy thing, like you said, to just connect with a bunch of people and disconnect and connect and disconnect. And, and I don't think our bodies were really made to do that. There's an emotional attachment, there's a bonding that happens when we do that. And I've always said, like, people need really a vision for their future relationship and people don't have it. So they end up falling for anything when they don't see a bigger picture. They don't see what the bigger reason behind things you end up falling for that. So how, how has like you working with people, what kind of success stories have you really seen or like people, what kind of things have people overcame working with you? Or I, I feel like I know nothing about being a purity coach or like <laughs> what you do. So I'm like, I'm so curious, just everything that happens. Oh no, that's fine. I love the questions and I love love, you know, you really pinpointing the area of relationships for people and just, you know, kind of catapulting them into their promises and happiness. So I think your work is important as well. I wanted to say one thing really quickly about uh, your what you said last. 
not only is it about emotional attachment, but people don't know that it's very scientific. There are chemicals that are naturally released when you have sexual encounters that create bonds. So you may not even be aware of like, oh, you may not feel emotionally attached per se, but your body gets used to a certain thing. That all, that all as well can be a little bit tricky to navigate as a single person because you are set up to want permanent relationship with the person that works for you. And because of cultural things, then you settle for something that's temporary and comforting. All right. So that's also damaging when people don't even realize like, oh, I don't feel bonded. In a sense, though, there's chemicals being released in your body when you have sex that are very, very telling to the fact that it is not supposed to be a casual thing. So I just wanted to mention that. No, I love that you said that, actually, because three episodes ago, I actually did an interview on this. So that was the first uh, part of this series that we really taught went in about the hormones and and how it is a scientific, not only just biblical, but it's actually scientific of why hookup culture doesn't actually work. So I love that you brought it back to that. So if anyone's listening and they're like, I want to know about these hormones and stuff, three episodes back, why hookup culture doesn't work, go check it out because you will, I was blown away by like, this makes so much sense. So why don't people know about this? That's really dope that you covered that subject because like that's the stuff that we're really not talking about in popular culture. That's super imperative to know. So go, go kind of into, you know, your next inquiry about kind of success rates. This is the thing that I um, take most pleasure in. There is life and then there is life more abundantly as the Bible mm. talks about. For me, I don't want to just live and just exist. I really want to enjoy my life as a Christian, right? And a lot of times I find that we're kind of just surviving. <laughs> we're kind of just bear, gritting our teeth and bearing through it. My clients are genuinely changing and shifting their perspective about singleness to the degree where they're like, oh, marriage and relationship is such a beautiful thing. And I do not have to discount or devalue that. But now I can be more hopeful about that season because I'm actually happy now. I'm actually Mm. whole now. I'm actually getting rid of the cycles of dysfunction, sexual dysfunction in my life and in the life of my family, because I'm able to see that my value is not linked to that. And now I can move about the cabin with clarity. That is the thing for me that I hear the most. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that I could go this long without sex, fantasizing, masturbation. Like this has been so good for me because it's not only just me providing one-on-one coaching for folks, it's a community that I've built with other women that you can come in contact with and say, oh, now you're engaged. Here's another woman that's engaged and going through the same thing that you're going through. Here's another woman who's a virgin, but has these compulsive and addictions, you know, that she's trying to walk through, right? So it's about the holistic aspect. It's about like, hey, like maybe you don't really have like a fasting life and you've never deprived your body of something that it needs because sex is just as natural as food is, right? Mm-hmm. For us, it's about the season and the time in which these things are healthy, right? And about a lifestyle change and a mind shift. So that's the thing that I'm hearing the most, like, man, I didn't think I could make it. I didn't think I could get rid of this. Like, this is amazing. Like now I have other people that, and I don't feel alone. And that matters when it comes to singleness, because the the two biggest things I found attack us in singleness is loneliness and doubt. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Is it going to ever happen for me? Is there someone out there that 
you know, it, it's for me, right? And, and then when I begin to doubt that process, then I start to look for these unhealthy coping mechanisms. Oh, that's so true. And I do work with quite a, quite a bit of like older signals as well. And I always say, like, I love what you said. It's like really living abundant in your single season. And I always tell people because the number one thing I get from people that get married is I wish I just would have enjoyed my single season and not been trying to rush out of my single season to get to this next season because I missed out on so many moments. I missed out on so many experiences because I was just sitting there like, oh, I really just want to be married. I, when is my person coming? Like, you know, come on, God, like figure it out. Like I need, you know, and it's like, <laughs> there's so much for you in your single season. So I love that you brought that up as well. But it's also, yeah, getting rid of those like destructive uh, patterns of behavior that we're so used to. And that really like society and culture throws at us. I mean, you can't watch a movie without having people having sex, but not even just people having sex, people that aren't married having sex. So then when you go into Christian culture and you're like, Hey, I'm trying to remain pure and I'm trying to wait till marriage, but literally everywhere I look, they're telling me not to. And it's like, we need to go countercultural. And like, so I would just love like to end it off. Like, what would be one piece of advice that you would give someone who is like, I don't know how to do this. I feel lost when it comes to this. Maybe they're a new Christian, they're new to their faith. Maybe they've had this whole sexual experience before or pattern of behavior. And they're like, I just don't even know how to start. Yeah. What would your advice be? That's really good. I think the main thing that I would say to them is that it is a process it is not perfection. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in the result, the result, the result. And like you said, nothing else in life is like that. Your money, you're building over time, right? Your accumulation of wealth, your mother, your technique in motherhood, you learning how to do something new, how to do a new job. It all is a bit of a process. And I find that we as people, we do not like the process. We like the perfection, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we're getting into an arena where we see the before and the after a lot of TikTok, Instagram, you know, it's like the before, bam, the after, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's almost what we want. We want like an instant type of process. And a lot of times it's not going to look like that. It's going to look like you getting revelation and nuggets along the way, just like it looks like for you to grow as a person, right? From like a little bitty, cute, little chubby baby. <laughs> so like the adult, it is a process. First you have the milk and then you have, you know, the little pebble, uh, I guess the little snacks I see, like the little Cheeto puffs that they eat the baby. <laughs> like food, like solid food, right? And it is a process. And here's the amazing thing about it. This is the loophole in it all. Christ, and even if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, it's fine. Like you're accepted, right? Christ created a loophole. So it doesn't even matter how many times you mess it up. You literally get to start fresh. And I find that we are getting in our own way, condemning ourselves, not giving ourselves grace, trust, not trusting, doubting our future, not really activating our faith. And so we're getting discouraged in the process. And then we're utilizing these things as an escape, as a fantasy, right? As opposed to just really trying to enjoy our life, dig our heels in and be like, wow, I'm looking forward, hopeful to the day when I am in a relationship, but I actually love it here now. Like, this is cool, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit up Michelle because listen, I want to be doing my due diligence to make sure I got a husband right or <laughs> but at the same time like I'm comfortable with myself and a lot of the under it's not really about sex I'm gonna tell you a secret Michelle it's like not really about sex it's more so about your why 
Mm. Why are you looking and seeking your validation in the sex? Because for men, that's heavy, right? They're taught that culturally. Mm. They're taught like chick, chick, over here, chick, chick, chick. Like that's what it is. Break it down, bust it down low. (laughs) In culture, no matter where you came from, you can relate to that message, right? Yeah. And so for us, it's about, hey, like, is my value, is my affirmation caught up in like how many people I slept with or like sleeping with the baddest person because that's a breakdown of the family structure. That's that's a assault on your legacy, right? Like mm-hmm. now you got an extramarital child somewhere. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? These, so it's there's so much that we could talk about when we when we delve into this subject. But the main thing that I would tell that person is to figure out your why, who you want to be, and to continue to strive for that because it's a personal and unique decision. Nobody gets to project onto you what it should be, right? No one gets to say you have to do because there's a there's agency, right? Everyone has free will, at least in America. So now we get to say, hey, do I want to honor the Lord with my life? Do I want my life to look like a happy, healthy, functional marriage? Mm. You know? Do I want to be fulfilled in my singleness up until the time the Lord takes me into something different? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I want to live abundant or do I want to just live? And that is that is the thing to keep pushing, right? So good. I love that. And there's two things I want to talk about there. Um, yeah, I love that you talked about that. Like it is progress. It's not perfection. You're not striving for perfection. And I honestly, I always tell people this about even faith journey. It's like, I didn't go, you know, into, into church for the first time. And all of a sudden I'm like zero to a hundred. And it was almost like there was that pressure of performance because it was like this expectation of going from zero to a hundred. And it was like, yeah, but I'm not there yet. And even in the word, it says like, when I was a child, I ate like a child as, you know, as I grew up, I ate solid food. And I love that you said that because I think so much, we're so hard on ourselves to not being from zero to 100 because we're so used to this instant gratification culture where everything it's like you can get you know you can order food it comes to your house in 20 minutes you can order from amazon you get a package the next day right and so it's like uh, allowing yourself that grace and really like understanding like that is god god is grace and he is love and like his mercies are new every single morning so that's amazing and yeah just that the why i love that you said like knowing your why because i think that goes even goes back to what i say all the time about vision like having a vision for your life, having, because a vision for your life increases that standard you're living in your life. And so, you know, that only happens when you dig into why am I doing what I'm doing? What standard do I want to have for my life? And what's the vision for where God is taking me? And I honestly, that has changed everything for me is like just having vision statements of not only just my, my, of my relationship in the future, my husband in the future, but also for my life, because it weans people out so much quicker that aren't aligned to that. And it helps me live into more of my fullness and my potential because I know what I'm running after. So love everything about what you said today. This is so amazing. I'm excited to release this episode. And I thank you so much for coming on the show. You are welcome. This has been so great. And I just want to give everybody a shout out who may be listening to this. Um, Feel free if you do need help in the journey, don't try to do it alone. You know, you do need community. You do need, sometimes you need a mentor. You're not like an island. So nothing else you do is going to be like, 
I got this. Sometimes you need a workout buddy. So let's get you like a sexual mm -hmm. accountability buddy. Like let's get you something invest in this part of your life. So definitely hit me up. I'm available. I'm here at yourpuritycoach.com and I'm always just striving for abundance with you. I love it. And can you just tell people um, that are listening your Instagram handle? Yes, you guys can find me at Candid Web. It's just my name, C-A-N as in Nancy, D-E-N as in Nancy, W-E-B-B like Charlotte's Web. <laughs> I love it. And I will also link that on that just in, but just in case someone's like, just listen to the podcast and they don't see the description and stuff and want to make sure they could find you. And yeah, thanks again. Thank you, Michelle. Love the work that you're doing. You are a blessing to the body and I'm honored to be on here with you, girl. Thanks so much for tuning into our show. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and maybe even share it with your friends. If you are single and looking, feel free to check out our website at missapples.ca to find out how you can work with us and get better results in your own dating life. See you back here next Monday for another episode of an apple a day. And in the meantime, feel free to check us out on Instagram or slide into our DMs at Miss Apples Matchmaking. See you next Monday.